And we're back with another episode of the MDM Podcast. I'm Joe Morales, so with my co-host and buddy Trevor Markowski. How you doing, Trevor? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good, Trevor. We have sports back. We watched baseball the past two days, and uh, I'm excited. I, I enjoyed watching these games, and I'm sure you did. But, um, yeah, that, that that's all I can say. I'm excited, and I, I was so happy just to watch a baseball game on TV. Now, even, even over this preseason, I'm just happy to see the players playing different teams. It was just really, really cool to see. Yeah, you you say it's preseason. On Saturday night, when Pete Alonso was up and there was a runner on second base, and the Yankees are up too, I I was getting into it. I was excited. I, mean, I treated it like a re- like a regular season game, and I I, oh. I went back down to a reality though. I I, re- I realized it was a, it's an exhibition game. Oh yeah, I treated it like it was a a, a a real game too. You know, so all this is just a tune up game just to get ready for the big one Thursday night. Right, but the the excitement level, my excitement level is through the roof. I'm I, I'm I'm pumped up. I'm ready for the season. I don't care in sixty games. I don't care about the stupid runner on second rule. I, I it's all it's it's all out the window, Trevor. I'm I'm focused on the season. I'm focused on the Yankees getting back to a World Series. I'm focused on the Mets. Whatever they do, whatever they do, screw it up somehow. But um, today it's the first installment of MLB uh, Return Week. Yankees preview right now, Mets preview tomorrow, and the MLB prediction show on Wednesday. So, the Yankees, Trevor, uh, 60 games in, uh, sorry, let me note, 60 games, 40 against divisional opponents, 20 against the National League East. 40 of those games will go against teams that aren't terrible. The Blue Jays will pull up a fight, although we found out that now that they're playing uh, not in Toronto. Uh, so it's important for the Yankees to beat up on not only the Orioles but the Miami Marlins. I I agree, and you know, uh, you know, even the you know the Orioles are the only team that did not improve. Even the Marlins improved somewhat, but you know they they have to beat up on those teams, and you're gonna have to win games against teams that are just average. Like the Rays, you're gonna have to win some of those games. You have to win some of those games against the Mets and the Phillies. You're going to have to win games. So it's, it's, you know, both of those divisions, besides the Orioles and Marlins, all those teams have at least 500 teams. Right, we both heard it. It's a sprint, not a marathon this year. Yeah. At the end of the season, so let's say the Yankees get off to a slow start and because they got the, the Nationals, the Phillies, the Red Sox, and uh, the Rays and uh, Braves in the, couple, in the first couple uh, series. September, three against Baltimore, three against Toronto, Four against Baltimore, three against Toronto, three against Boston, three against Toronto, and three against Miami. So if you get to a slow start, the September schedule is very, very light, and they can put you back into it. But I like to think of September as pylon month. Be really good in the first two months or the first month. Then when you get to September, pile on those wins. That's where you're going to clinch your division with with those teams. I agree. You have to have a good start. I think, and even that schedule at the end, like Toronto, I think is a better team. I don't think Boston is, is that good anymore without Sale, but you know it's still, you, know, you still want to get off to a good start. You don't want to. I mean, the last three years when it was 162 games, the Yankees' first 20 games it was a little bit of a slow start. You know, it was just 500, just above 500. I can't happen this year. The first 20 games. Yeah, I agree, and I don't want to get off too off topic, but the the Boston Red Sox without Sale and now without Eduardo Rodriguez because of COVID, Nathan Avali starting opening day, and I also found out today Colin McHugh's opting out, so the Red Sox rotation is going to be a Triple A rotation this year, Trevor, and you could probably add the Red Sox to this list of soft schedule um teams because no pitching here, Trevor. 
I have you no know, pitching, but the offense is still pretty decent. So yes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And um, yeah, like 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 I said, if you get off to a slow start, you can look ahead to these games. But slowing off start not ideal in a sixty game season. You can't afford to start three and twelve in a year like this. Can't. Uh, so let's get right into the Yankee preview. We're gonna go starting pitching, bullpen, infield, and then outfield. And we'll start with the pitching rotation. And before we even get to that, Domingo Herman with some interesting, to say the least, uh, Instagram posts. One where he says he's going to step aside from baseball, then deleted it and said he's rethinking. So, Trevor, I don't know what to think about this. He's He's got a little too much free time time on his hands now with the suspension. But uh, life without Domingo Herman for the Yankees, they're going to get used to it, and they have a lot of extra arms in case he is done with baseball. I I don't think he should be on the team. I, I would cut him. Yeah, that's, that's an idea. What, what what he's done? I mean, he played through an injury. He didn't tell anybody. Could have could have cost him getting Dallas Keuchel. Could have. Yeah. So you, oh, so you you want to just flat out cut him? Mm-hmm. You've he, seen it before the, with, with the domestic violence stuff. You know, Abdul yeah, Herrera, he, Addison Russell. They're not on the teams anymore. Then he had domestic violence. Then he said he's stepping away. Then he said he's not. He's not helping the team out. He's making it more as a distraction. I would just cut him. That's a good idea. I, I, I might be with you there, Trevor. That's a, that's a really good idea. You, you don't want to have this kind of distraction lane going over your head, if, especially if you're Aaron Boone, you have to answer questions about Domingo Herman, who's suspended. Yeah, I mean, enough with the crap. I kind of agree with you. Cut him. Yeah, you know, you, you got you to do what you got to do. And you have a lot of depth in in, uh, in AAA and in just in the rotation in general, and we'll get into that right now. Garrett Cole, your opening day starter. He gets a nine-year deal in the offseason. He's going to lead the rotation. So, He's my opening day starter, of course. He's number one. Number two, James Paxton. He's the game two starter. And now with Tanaka Hurt, you have a couple options at number three, Trevor. You have you could do Hap Montgomery. You could do opener. You could do you could do another option. I would go Hap for number three if Tanaka's not ready. Yeah, it's an idea. Uh, Hap or Montgomery. We saw Montgomery go today, and I thought it would be Hap because I think if you pitch Hap today, he's on perfect rest. For what? Next Sunday? What's today's date? Sunday? So, number three? No, no. So, maybe you would go Hap 3. I'm trying to do the math in my head right off the bat. Um, Yeah, so probably Hap 3, Montgomery 4. And you know who surprised me in camp? Mike King. I think he took the spot away from Loisica. Well, Loisica pitched today. He was pretty good. Right, but Um, Kings look great. Now, Mike King did look great. Now, there was going to be maybe an open bullpen spot because Sessa just came back today. He's probably not going to be ready. Yeah. Um, but, you know, maybe Clark Schmidt, he looked good too. There's a lot of options down there. It's a fight. Schmidt looked good. Get... You could go Sessa if you really wanted to. He's had experience starting. I think he's the long reliever, though. Yeah, I remember. He just come, he's just coming off of COVID, so I would be really pushing him hard to Thursday. To right. Order, but you be on the line. But for Hap to be the three-starter, he needs to bounce back. Last year, he had a four nine one ERA in just over 100 innings. You, you can't do that if you're going to be the three-starter. If he does it again, Trevor, he's back in the bullpen, with, especially with all the depth we talk about here, with Loisega, King, I Schmidt. I agree. I think he probably is back in the bullpen now. I think he's going to bounce back a little bit. I think he'll be, his ERA will be a little bit lower. He'll be a little bit more manageable. 
But even if he gives you five innings, six innings every start, I'll be acceptable with that. Two right. runs. One. I'm I'm not asking for Cy Young numbers. I need I need an ERA at least in the low fours. You can't be the number three starter just for the time being. Of course, till Tanaka comes back, you can't be the three starter and have an ERA close to five. I I agree that that, that, that you cannot. And then Montgomery would be four. He's uh he was third in rookie of the year voting in 2017, I think. He had a career 3-9-1 ERA. Uh, hurt a lot. He's recovering from Tommy John, but he looks to be fully healthy mm-hmm. now. And, uh, yeah, he's my number four starter. I, I you know, you know, le- again, last year he missed a lot of time last year. And, you know, when we saw him the little time we did, he looked okay. Um, the kid's got potential. It's just that can he stay healthy? And I think this season and next season will be two big tests for him. Yeah. And then down at the bottom – you like Loizaga, I like King. Loizaga in the in in the in the major leagues, although he hasn't gotten a lot of reps, he's got an ERA close to five in just about fifty six innings. But in fifty six innings, seventy strikeouts—that's electric stuff. That is, and you've seen his velocity tick up over time. And now he's going ninety seven, ninety eight. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, he'll touch ninety nine. The kid, the kid has stuff to be a really good pitcher. We could put it all together. He's, he could be really good. He could be better than maybe some of the starters in the Yankees, like Montgomery and Happ. I think he's that good. Yeah, so you're high on the Weisiger. I like King just because what he what he did in summer camp. And I don't like the base, um, a lot of roster spots off, off spring training or, or now summer camp. But King's really impressed me. He's had two starts uh, in, in, in inter-squad play against against the, the A-team. You know, there they wasn't Mike Ford, Tyler Wade. This was against Stanton, Judge, Hicks. He did really, really well. I agree. You, know, you could put Clark Schmidt in that same category, too. And he, he did really well. Right. The problem with Schmidt is that he's never, he hasn't had major league experience yet. Mike King worked a little bit out of the bullpen last year, so he's at least seen the major leagues. I'm, I'm not opposed to Schmidt next year. No, I'm not. I think everybody this year with the 60 games, 60 man roster, a lot of, not if not all, but most of the players on the 60 man roster are going to get a shot at the major leagues for what it is this season. Oh, yeah, Most obviously. And and you're seeing it throughout the league that a lot of the veterans in summer camp are opting out of their deal. We saw Matt Adams with the Yankee, uh, with the Mets. I think Logan Forsythe opted out with, um, I think it was the Phillies. I'm, I'm blanking on the top of my head. So these veterans are getting out. Uh, Yankees, Matt Duffy, you might see it happen. Nick Chapiano. There's a lot of veterans in the pool camp. They probably won't be here in a couple days. They probably won't. Now, some of these guys like Tropiano probably wouldn't make the team anyway. Obviously. Uh, you know. You so kind of you kind of hope they're going to stick around and play in Scranton for a little while. Yeah. Now, now so far, there's been zero Yankees to opt out so, so far. Mm-hmm. So, that, that's a good sign. Yep. And, you know, you got, you got some depth that you can work with, and that's good. Right, I agree. And one more thing on the rotation. You have Tanaka, who's hurt. And we talked about this last Thursday, but we'll bring it back now. Tanaka will probably slide in the back end of the rotation 10 or 11 games into the season. Because we talked about it on Thursday. 23rd is Cole. 25 is Paxton. 26, Hap. 27, Montgomery. 28, Loisega or King, whoever. It's probably going to be Loisega. I think it should be King. And then one more time around, you're probably going to see Masio Tanaka debut Probably in that Baltimore series on August 3, 4, or 5. 
I agree, and and what I've seen from since that hit, it's been all positive signs. The ball concessions, the yes. coming back, it's been all positive signs. There's been no hiccups so far on the road. Yeah, it's great to hear because the concussions are scary, and we talked about this when it happened. But Clint Frazier last year had a mild concussion, and it took him a really long time to get back. It did, and so far for Tanaka, it hasn't. It's it seems like it's been fine. Yeah, all all signs pointing good so far. So you you mentioned the bullpens. He was doing um sim games, so that's uh, that's really good to hear. Um, anything else you want to end on the rotation before we go over to the bullpen? No. All right, so we touched on the on the rotation. Cole Paxton, Hap Montgomery, King for me. Trevor has Cole Paxton, Hap Montgomery, Loisaga. Let's go over to the bullpen because we don't have Chapman now. Chapman has COVID, um, which opens up the question: Who's going to close games out? Who's going to be your ninth inning pitcher? For me, Zach Britton, uh, experience in the AL East, experience um, closing with the Baltimore Orioles. And finishing uh, third or fourth in Cy Young voting in 2016. I forget which one it was. But, um, yeah, that's the big thing for me. Experience and success in the AL East closing. I, I, we, we just said I want to go with Britain as well. He, sh- he should be the closer. Um, one thing on Chapman is, though, it seems like he's asymptomatic. And he's posting on Instagram that he's doing these workouts. So it's at least a good sign to see that he doesn't have a bad. And at least he's keeping up with the workouts and staying fit. That's the one Good sign out of everything from him. Now, did he have but mild he, symptoms or was he asymptomatic? Sorry, I didn't hear what you said. I think he had like a little bit of symptoms. And he's like, and he, I like, saw, I did see the post you're talking about. He's lifting weights. You know, he he's doing squats and stuff. Sign, it's know? really good. Staying fit, and then when you come back, maybe instead of being off for two weeks, maybe it's only six days or something like that. Right. I think the, I think the uh, original goal was August first, and based on what he looks like right now, again, once you get the two negative tests, you can come right back. It doesn't have to be 14 days. It'll only be 10, 11. And I think that's what Major League Baseball did really well with this COVID protocol. Is it's not 14 weeks. It's two negative tests. So it can be. It could be. I don't know. I I can't play doctor here. It could be seven days. It could be 10 days. It doesn't have to be 14. But it costs me more than 14 days. It yeah, could could be. Uh, you know, some people test positive. They just have it. Could be two, three, four, or five weeks. Like like we yeah. saw with Freddie Freeman and Freddie Freeman said he had fevers close to 105 degrees. That's, you know, when you start, when you start ranging into, again, I'm not a doctor, but when you start ranging into 104, 105, that's getting into the danger area. You, you're, you, be blunt, you're almost, you're almost dead at 104, and that's really sucks, but it's good to see him back. But, um, so with Britain going in the ninth inning, you move, you, you open up a slot in, um, in, for holds in seven, eight, for uh, inning seven and eight, and then middle relief. So eighth inning for me, out of, you know, seventh inning for me is Canley. How about you? Yeah, I'm going to go Ottavino and, and Canley as well. So I agree with you on that. Yeah, Ottavino, he's the, after Britain, he's next in line uh, at closer for what he did in Colorado, what he did here last year. He was pretty good up to the, like, the, towards the end of the year. And then Canley, I think Canley's got electric stuff, very underrated. And uh, he's mainly mid relief, but now he's going to be in the seventh inning, which I like. Yeah, and the other guy too is Chad Green. He, he, he could do one of those spots as well. Yeah, it was. For, I I I debated this. It was Canley or Green for me. Green scared me a bit when he had to go back down to AAA last year. But every relief relief pitcher is going to have problems at some point. But his were really really bad, and it took him a while to recover from it. So I uh, I think Canley's the safe pick to go in the seventh inning. I agree. Now Green's ERA was like at twelve, and he was able to get it down to under five, which was pretty good after where he started. Right, and especially a lot of time down in AAA. 
Yeah, you know, maybe, you know, again, some players just need a confidence boost, you know? Yeah. It happens, you know. Everybody goes through a, a cold streak. Everybody goes through a bad week mm-hmm. or two. You know, it happens. And uh, one more thing I want to touch on the bullpen. There's um, there's a couple spots down at the bottom now because you have your your uh, your regulars, you know, Britton, Ottavino, Canley, Green, Holder. And you open up three more spots for somebody in a 26 roster or 26 men roster. Tyler Lyons, David Hale, Luis Avilon. Are there any guys in this rotation that you see sticking out besides any of those three? Because I'm trying to build this rotation and I have well, Lions because what he did in the playoffs. I had Avalon making it. Yeah. I had Debbie Garcia making it. Okay. What about Ben Hiller? He's coming back from that, Tommy John. I was going to mention if he's anyway, was pretty good before he had Tommy John. I think he's an underrated person in the bullpen. Right, I want I, he might come back. So I here I'm just I'm I'm just counting down right now. In thirty games, and I mean in, with a thirty man roster, you'll probably see fifteen pitchers. I'd say right, fifth maybe even sixteen, and five well, will be six will be starters or five will be starters. So that's what eleven bullpen pitchers. Well, what I had is I had five starters and twelve bullpen. Yeah. So that's a, that's twelve bullpen arms in a in a thirty man roster. So that's here one two three four five six seven one two three four five seven, seven, that's eight. I have eight down there. So you could go Hale Heller. Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. There's, I can't really think right now. But Lions. you have open spot. You know, Lions. I mean, yeah, you still have more. You you can go into this player pool now with thirty man roster. They I think they signed a couple of guys. You you could go with a Garcia. Now I see why you put Garcia. I, I'm telling you, that kid goes see it. I mean, when I've seen him getting it's been small sample size, you know, he was good. And how about yeah. how about my boy Mike King down here now? I, I I have him making. I have him as a good shot making it too. Yeah, so you can go here. So Britton, Ottavino, Canley, Green. That's four. Holder, Lions, six. Hale, Avilon, eight. Heller, nine. Garcia, ten. Uh, who else did I say? Sessa, Sessa, eleven. And then Schmitter King, you can choose here. Well, yeah. Now, if you take a look at mine, I had so if you take Chapman out, he's not doing it. That yep. opens up the spot. Sessa, you take him out. I don't think he's going to be ready. Okay. To, to yeah, start. that, that it's makes gonna, it be close. It's going to be close. Maybe yeah. he is, maybe he isn't. So you have at least one other open spot. Maybe you move lines in there. If you have two open spots, you might be able to get Schmidt in there. So I think you're, you're at least going to have an extra spot open that you think you wouldn't have to start the season. Without Maybe without Chapman and Sessa, you can go with Britton, Ottavino, Canley, Green, Holder, Lyons, Hale. I put Hale in here because he was here last year. I don't know if you – did you have Hale in yours? I did not have Hale in mine. Okay, so you have someone I don't because I have – hold on, let me, I'm going to count one more time. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. I have 12 here. So, yeah, I have 12, so I had Chapman in mind, so if I take him out... Take Chapman out. Would you put I, Heller I would, in without I, Chapman, then? No, I have Heller in already, so... I, I mean, um, I'm sorry, I mean um, Hale. I, I would put Schmidt in over Hale. I still have Schmidt here. Mike, I might be counting wrong. This is this is horrible. Um, Garcia, 1, Schmidt, 2, King, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11... Yeah, I got 12. I have 12, and I'm able to Schmidt, um, fit Schmidt, King, and Garcia. Yeah, so... If I took Chapman out of mine, I would put. I have King in already. I have Garcia in. I just had Luis Avilon over Schmidt. Okay, yeah. So I like Halen here. You don't. 
And then um, we both have Avilon. All right, so we cleared that up. Anything else you want to add on the bullpen? No. All right, so let's go over to the infield. We let Didi Gregorius walk, so that means Glaber Torres is uh, your shortstop now. And uh, I like Torres at shortstop. He was a, He's a natural shortstop. He came through the system as a shortstop. Last year, he was only playing second because of Didi. So Torres at short, I'm not very concerned. I'm a little concerned, but I'm not very concerned. Because, you know, he's had experience over there. I, I agree. The kid's an MVP player. Let's call it the way it is. Right. He's an MVP player. And here's a question to you. Does Torres win two MVPs in his career? Yes. I think, I I think he's that good. I think he's that. I know. I think I think he's better than Judge. That's just my opinion. Ooh. Why, why do you say that? Give me a, give me a reason. Not a, not a better power hitter. He's a better all-around hitter. Better all-around hitter. I got to disagree with you there, Trevor. That, 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 that's rough. And the other thing I don't like is why is Judge batting second? It should be Torres batting second. Because Judge has the, the OBP of almost 400. Oh, OBP. I don't You don't like OBP? Oh, you don't like OBP, Trevor. Oh, how I do you not by, like OBP? I go by batting average, home uh, runs, RBI. Oh, dude, no. I'm not, listen, I'm not a Sabre metrics guy, but OBP is like my favorite stat. No, I, I like my three stats, and I base them off of that. I, I don't like RBIs as much now because you could be on a really bad team and, and not have a lot of RBIs because you're on a bad team. It doesn't measure you. It just shows, shows good. My opinion, it, it still shows good. Like individualism? Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't see that. It's not up to the hitter who's on uh, who's on base. They hey, they went they went with these three stats for the last I don't know seventy eighty years. Right, but we've got we much. have better stats now. I, but you know, average doesn't account for walks, hit by pitches. There's a lot of that now in today's game. Yeah, I like my three stats, my batting average. <sighs> so oh, you my, you like your three stats, but you won't. But you but you like the the runner on second, and you and you love the DH. Yeah, oh, yeah, dude. Know, back and forth, like, like, for, like, it'd be for example, on some old school, some new school. I just yeah, school I, I, I guess, but like, I, I can't. Oh, you don't like OBP? I don't like OBP war. I don't, I don't like war. I don't get war. You know that Jeff McNeil had a higher war than Garrett Cole. I think I read that today. Or, or you know, uh, run say run. Uh, what? The defense runs <laughs> plus three. I don't know how you yeah, do I, 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 I'll do you there. But for me, you know, I, I'll, I'll look at batting arrow. I'll look at home runs. But OBP is my favorite stat. Yeah, yeah. Torres. All right, let, let's 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 use my stats for a second. Torres had an OBP of three seventy seven last year. That's about league average. And he only batted two seventy eight. So I mean, if you're going by your stats, it's not much different. Yeah, and he had 38 home runs. That's a pretty good season. Right, but only 90 RBIs. He didn't even reach 100 RBIs. According no, to your stats. He didn't. he didn't. No, I think that's a pretty good season what the kid had. Right, but if you're, looking, if you're looking at your your two stats, it's not, like, crazy good. No, unless you remember this. Torres was really the only player on that team for a while. Uh, okay, but but again, this is this is this this goes back to the RBI ar- argument. He has low RBIs because he had no one in the lineup with him. Well, it's no way to measure to someone. That. People have to take that into effect. They just can't. They can't be stupid. They got to right, realize, but there's oh, better there's at. better stats to measure them. I mean, it's better than RBIs. 
I, I understand, but you know, I always do it like this. I have my three stats, and then I, I remember <laughs> the season, and I say, oh, what happened? Well, you know, these players were hurt, and well, take that into effect. <sighs> I, I, I don't even know who you are. Uh, <laughs> okay, so you have Tor. What do you expect from Torres this year? You, you expecting an average of two seventy eight again? Yeah, yeah, I think higher. I do. Why? Because oh, I think you guys, you know, it just gets better. The, the, the kid, the, the kid has so much talent. I mean, I'm not saying is he the next Mike Trout? He mm. might be. Trevor, think, Trevor, think, Trevor, Trevor, come on. I think the kid is that good that he could be Trevor, that good. No, Mike Trout, really? Mike Trout's t- got a high OBP. You don't like that? No, I don't. I don't. I don't go low. <laughs> now his average home runs and RBIs—that's tremendous. Still. Oh, yeah. His, his, his batting, his RBIs on the on the really bad Angels team. His RBIs are really good, right? I, you know, I'm telling you, this kid Torres, the talent that he has. Now, it might not happen. He might be. I just see. I see unlimited talent with the kid. I, I I agree with you, but you don't compare him to Mike Trout. You don't you don't tell me OPP is a worthless stat. I'm sorry. We'll get. I'm, I'll I'll rip you off air for that. I'm not gonna do it here. Now now hold on here. Now the kid has had some good company. You know when the kid hit you know 30 home runs at the under the age of 20. The only other two Yankees to do that was Dimaggio and Mickey Mantle. Right. right. I think 20. I think it's outstanding that he has 62 homers in 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 two years. I mean career. you know. That's pretty good. That's pretty good company to be with. Right, I'm not saying he's a bad player. I don't think he's as good as Judge, though. I, I'm not saying power wise, all around hitter, singles, doubles, he's better than Judge. I, I I don't have the stats with him, but I'd love to compare the two of them with singles and doubles and whatever you whatever stats you like. You need three stats because Judge is three. Going by your three stats, Judge is better. He, he is now. Last year, he had a pretty good average year. I remember he was hurt in some parts, so it's not as Torres played for the whole year. Right. You know, well, Judge, you have to look at 2017 because that's the last full year. I mean, I mean, maybe even not. He still played north of 110 games. He did. Now he did. It's not a now, full season. Not a full season. Now, Torres played a lot more than that. Right. To, to, to be not, not, the, my, When it comes down to the stats, you have to – you don't have all these numbers. What you have to do is you have to say – and the other thing you can go by, too, is – you know, just um, plate appearances that you could look at too. Okay. Okay. All right. See, you don't have to go by. Well, you could just tell you, well, this guy has fifty plate appearances, and this guy won't be probably injured for some parts of the season. Yeah. No. I mean, yeah. But all right. Is is this, is this is this going back to the OB, why you don't trust OBP? Yeah. I just you know. I. I okay. <laughs> um. Anyway, so let's talk more about the infield. You have Torres at short. Uh, LeMayhew, assuming he's ready for opening day. Do you think he's ready for opening it was, day? It was good to see him in tonight. Oh, he played tonight. I didn't even notice that. You know, he gave him two at-bats. He played three endings. That's the perfect thing. You don't want to rush the guy. You don't want to overpower him uh, immediately. Just ease him back in. Yeah, he might be ready for opening day. Maybe he plays a split game opening day. Yeah, and that, like we said before, he didn't have his timing was a little bit off. That's to be expected. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we weren't asking a guy to hit a home run in the first half. Obviously. Um, you know, ease it back in. And even even when he, I looked at him, he didn't look 100%. I mean, nobody could look like 100% right after that. Mm-hmm. You still got to feel it a little bit. Yep. After, you know. But it's good to see him out there. It's good to see him exercising. It looks like he stayed fit during where he was gone. He didn't look 
overweight or anything. Right. So like, it looked like you know it looked like he was fine. You know, just just glad to see him on the field. Yes, I agree. I'm 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 I was really excited to see him on the field. Although I didn't watch the game today, I didn't even know he was in the lineup. But I'm I was glad to I'm glad to hear that he was um able to play tonight. Uh, at first base, Mike Ford and Luke Voigt. I'm a big fan of Mike Ford, and so is my mom. My mom loves Mike Ford. If you're listening, mom, Mike Ford. I know. Uh, Luke Voigt is by, by far your starting first baseman. But Mike Ford, to me, has to get some at-bats in here. He's a lefty hitter, had an OPS. You know you like OPS, Trevor. But OPS, oh, uh, far above league average. So he's a really, really good hitter. You know, that's that counts for extra base hits and OBP. So you got to find Mike Ford from at-bats here, whether it's against the tough righty when Luke Voigt doesn't want to play, or Luke Voigt struggles a little bit, you throw Mike Ford in here, and Mike Ford's clutch. Remember, we saw Mike Ford be clutch last year. Yeah, I, you know, I agree. You know, a couple of things about I agree with the fourth. A couple of things about Voigt. He lost those thirteen pounds. It's noticeable. It's obvious. Mm-hmm. Second of all, you know, the guy had twenty-one home runs last year. And remember, he wasn't the same after the injury. He went off. He was like one for like his last forty or something. Yeah. Crazy. If he didn't get injured, he could probably could have had 30 home runs. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, he only played 118 games, so he had, he had 21 homers and 118. If so, he was healthy, yeah. if he was healthy and didn't have that, you know, injury played last month, he probably could have hit 30 home yeah. runs. He probably could have 80 or 90 RBIs. He probably could have. So, t- he might have touched 30. Yeah. So you know, I I would have had Boyd as the starting first base. You got to get four chances. No question. Maybe you do in a week, Voight five, four two, or something like that. Right. I'm not saying that Luke Voigt's not the first baseman. I'm just saying you have to find Mike Ford at bats. You know, I I love the lefties at Yankee Stadium, and uh, you know, if Luke Voigt struggles a little bit, I think it's cool to have Mike Ford there. You throw, you know, hey, here's Mike Ford. He's he's a he's a good ball player. Yeah, you know, Mike Mike Ford last year. You know, he didn't, he played sporadically. He mm-hmm. You know, but he's average in the two sixties when he played. Yeah. Um, he had, ten, he had ten home runs. It wasn't a you know MVP style season, but no, no, was that, a season. don't he forget always, he, he was clutch. Yeah, he always be remembered for that home run, pinch hit walk off home run. It was it was yeah, clutch. Hit, I can't I can't stress clutch. It was really really clutch. Yeah, you, well everybody forgets the going to home run before at the tidy game. Right, but of course, yeah, but but in in fifty games to have twelve home runs, if you count that for one hundred sixty two, it's almost forty home runs. So I mean, obviously yeah, he wouldn't keep that pace, but yeah, forty I mean, homers, eighty-one RBIs, pretty good. Yeah, I look at his stats in the minor leagues; he's not a forty-home run guy. Right, but uh, well, Trevor, Yankee Stadium with a short porch is far different than any minor league stadium. If you have the if you have the stats up right now, how many homers? Well, I have it right here. His most homers he had in the minor leagues was twenty-three. That's in seventy-nine games. I don't, I'm saying it's possible. That's all I'm saying. No, no, I, I know. Maybe no. I think there's two things we go into. You're absolutely right by the Yankee Stadium thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Now you are facing different pitching when you hit the major leagues. No question about that. Right. My just thing is, is you really don't know how many home runs you hit because you just you see him sporadically. You don't know. You know, was it a fluke? He's only played for one season. Was it an aberration? The, I think I think you know he looks like a he looks as talent. I think the main I think the jury is still out on the floor a little bit. Would you agree with that? Yes, I would. I'd also agree that the jury stuff for Drew Urshela, because you, you found this I guy you, you got him from Cleveland for cash. 
and then he comes up, he, he's hitting doubles left and right, and now he's your starting thir- third baseman at 28 years old. You know, I, I, I want to be positive. I want to like Gio Rochelle, and I love his glove, but I, to me, Gio Rochelle is a fluke. I, I, don't, I, he, I don't think he puts up these numbers again. Let me ask you a question. If Rochelle went 265, and he had like three or four homers, and he had a couple of RBIs. You want to give him 15. Would you accept that for a 60-game season? In a 60-game season, what would you say? Four or five home runs? 265, 415. 415? Yeah, four home runs and 15 RBIs. Let's see. Last year, he had 21 homers in 132 games. So you're saying 260 average. I mean, I'd, I'd ask you what's his OBP. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if you can give that to me. But what would Toby be? I I I can't do that. I'm not, I don't, I'm not, <laughs> you, not. You, you can't do OBP. I all right. No. I I want his OBP somewhere in in, in the three forties or three fifties to keep him on the field. Last let me tell you this. Last year he had an OBP of three fifty five, which is a couple points above average. I think he has to be somewhere around that to keep, to to stay. Now, wouldn't you agree that it's fair to say that maybe Urshela? Wouldn't have all those at bats if everybody was healthy. Yes, it would be fair, but that's but that's what I'm saying. He he only he played because um because Andahar was out, but 132 games, 21 homers. He had here I'm looking right now 34 doubles, which is extraordinary. I never seen anything like that for 34 doubles in a season. So I, I you, you got him. He, he's been in the major leagues before. You got him for cash from Cleveland. He, he he's not doing this again, Trevor. He, I mean, and like, he's a good. I, he, I love his glove, but he's not doing this again. How do you know Andujar? It's not going to be as good as he did since that injury. Because at least Andujar was a top prospect, and 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 he's and he's showing you a glimpse of potential. Urshela, oh, he was he was, he was in the he was in the battles of the Cleveland Indians organization. Oh, I agree with you, but I think he still has to prove himself a little bit that he's fully uh, healed from that injury. Right, and that that's going to be his job because Urshela has the third base job right now. Andohar has to prove, and right now they're sticking him in the outfield. But Andohar has to prove that it's his job. He's got, he's got to show, he's got to outplay Urshela by a mile here, because they love Urshela's glove. There's no question; his glove is tremendous. There's no question about that. Right. So I forgot what I was going to ask. So, oh, here we go. So, would would you be opposed to if Urshela gets off to a slow start? Maybe, maybe Urshela's hitting two forty through two weeks or three weeks. Would you be opposed to Andahar starting games and bringing in Urshela in like the seventh or eighth inning in a, in a one or two run game? Would you be opposed to that? No, I like that. I know. I think if I was the manager, Urshela's on a short lease. If he has one bad week, he gets pulled from the starting job. No, I can't do that because what because of what he did last year. Now, I, I again, I think he's a fluke, but it's it's his job. It's his job to well, lose. Well, 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 you could say, well, this is sixty game season this year. We got to do what we got to do. Right, but I don't think one week is 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 enough. Maybe maybe two weeks, Trevor. Well, well, I'm, I I have ten days. Okay, we'll compromise in the middle. Ten days, but yeah, after after the ten days, after Urshela starting at third base for ten days, um, then you go to Endor if if Urshela is that bad after ten days. Because if he has a bad start for that's ten games, well, ten out of sixty, that's a good portion of the season that he's done. You know, let, let's even do this, Trevor. First day of August, the Saturday against Boston. If Urshela is that bad, which I'm not anticipating him to be that bad, I listen again. I'm not saying he's going to be that bad. I'm just saying he's not going to do what he did last year. 
I, I agree with you. Now, there always is another option. If you do hard at third base, go put LeMahieu at third base if you had to for a game or two. You could, and then put Wade at second? You could put, uh, well, you could put Wade at second, I guess, for a start. You're going to say Estrada? Estrada. I, I like Estrada more. You like Estrada more than Wade? I, Wade I I got to agree with you. Wade's, Wade's done nothing. He's done diddly. Because Wade... Is average in the triple A. Wow, the three hundreds and this and that. But he's had multiple times. I don't know how many times, but multiple times. He's went from triple A to the majors, and his best average was two forties, two thirties. Well, Wade's is gonna. I think this year Wade's gonna be the extra inning guy. Yeah, but I'm just telling you that that he's had chances to do it with the average, and it hasn't translated to the major leagues. No, I agree. He's done nothing in the major leagues, and this might be his season to prove it because I think he's gonna get some playing time. Especially if the if the game goes into extra innings, he's the first guy off the bench to be the pinch runner, and then he's gonna yeah. stay in the game. So, show us show us how you play in extra innings. I think that's gonna be what he's that's his role this year. Yeah, and defense. His defense is pretty good. Right, but I don't think you're you're not taking anyone out of this out of this infield to put Tyler Wade in. No. Right. Anything else you want to add on the infield? No, I think I think that's uh, I think that's it. Oh, one more thing, uh, Rosal Herrera. He was hot in spring training. I didn't see him much in the inner squad games. Do you think he uh, deserves yeah, yeah, a yeah. shot with with a thirty man roster? Well, I was gonna say he has he has he has a couple of heel issues right now. Okay. So that's why you haven't seen that 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 heel issues were dating back to the end of the regular spring training back in March. Right. And when when you, when you say heels, I think of Cespedes and that how long that took. <laughs> well, actually, actually, I think his is both heels. So yeah. Now. If you if you if I looked at it, did he deserve a shot? I think he did. I don't think there's a spot for him, but I think he does deserve a shot. Right, because I I in your twenty six man roster, you you end with um Frazier, Talkman, uh the backup catcher, and then Estrada. But I don't know when a thirty man gets a shot either. Right, yeah, even on a thirty man, you're gonna have. I think you carry an extra catcher, and then the rest are bullpen arms. Yeah. Um, and before we get into the outfield, let's talk about that. Uh, thirty man roster. You carrying three catchers? I'm carrying three catchers. I carry two. I want to carry three, and let me tell you why. Because you could expand on the pinch running rule, on the, on the pinch running, not the rule. You know, with Gary Sanchez, or if it's Higashioka Yoka that day, you can well, throw in a pinch runner, and then not have to worry about having one catcher left. Eric Kratz can be that safety net. I I don't think they're gonna do that because they're never gonna take a spot <laughs> away from from a pitcher. That's never gonna happen. My opinion. Wait, wait, I, wait, wait. What did you say? Spot away from a pitcher? Wait, well, because if you have three catchers, I take, could take a spot away from a bullpen or take a spot away from the bench. Yeah, no, I'm it's saying that instead of... Well, okay, so in, in a 26-man roster, you carry 13 bench bats and 13 pitchers, which means eight relief pitchers. So you'd think they... Oh, yeah, we talked about them carrying 12 pitchers before. I think they go 11 now that I think about it. I forgot about this. They're going to no. carry the 13 position players plus a catcher and the rest are bullpen arms. I don't think they do four extra bullpen arms. I don't. I don't. I. I don't like that idea. You carry an extra arm than an extra catcher. No, I like the catcher. I like the pinch run here. You. But you already have a third. Ca- if you bring that taxi squad with you, you already. But he's have not in the game. But he's on the road, though. He's with you. you right, but he. You can't. You can't use him in a game. Well, I know, but you could just pull him up before the game starts. Right, but if you're to... no, 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 no. I'm saying if you're if you're in a game. And let's let's say Kyle Higashioka starts the game, Trevor. And it's the eighth inning, and the Yankees are down one run. Kyle Higashioka works a walk, and he's on first base with no man out. 
Tyler Wade's going into that game in place of Higashioka. And then you could put in either Gary Sanchez or Everett Kratz and not have to worry about having one catcher left on the roster. I'm, I, I say I don't, I, I, I'm going to like that. If, you know, if you're going to pinch run him, I would take your chance on one catcher left. No, okay, no, it's fair. But I think I think eleven bullpens is enough. Well, you you know what it is today. You know what the rule is today. You can never have enough pitchers on right. the roster, and that's I think that's one of the worst things to happen. I think you need more position players than. I mean, I think they should carry more position players than bullpen arms. I I, I agree with you on that. I just don't. I just I just don't think if you want to carry a position player, just don't make a catcher. Make it somebody else. Okay, no, I disagree. I think we have a catcher. Uh, let's go to the outfield. You have for me Gardner and left. Hicks in center, Judge in right, and Stanton the aging. Now, before I get your opinions on the outfield, I had some. I, I debated my. I was debating with myself whether to put Gardner in left field, and then I, I I had to do some research, look it up. Then I saw Brett Gardner had twenty eight home runs last year, had a career season, and there's a reason they brought him back. Brett Gardner, me, is my starting left fielder. I agree with you. He's a starting left fielder. I agree with you on all the outfield spots. There's no question about it. My backup outfielder would be Talkman. You go Talkman over Frazier. Yeah. Because so, uh, hold on. Before you go, do you mind if I ask you? Clint Frazier is not on the team for you. You think he goes down to Trenton? He's not on the team for two reasons. Two I agree. Reasons. One, I don't like his attitude at all. <laughs> okay. I really don't. I mean, when he got when he got sent down last year, he had a lot to say. I don't mm-hmm. like that. And second of all, how are you going to be able to hit and you're going to be all distracted? Oh, he's got a mask on. Look at him. He's out in left field. Who wants to deal with that? You have to answer questions about that, too. Can I add a number three for you? Yeah. Mike Talkman is better defensively, can play all three outfield positions, and is a left-handed bat. So that's six reasons. That That's six reasons and why. You know what? And you know what? You have Talkman there, too. And you know what you also have for outfield spots? You got Tyler Way, who could play the outfield. And the hard. And the hard. I'm sure. I'm sure Estrada can do it. If you, I don't, I don't, I, I don't have him making a roster for Estrada, but he could do okay. it if he got it. So okay. I mean, there's more options than Clint Frazier. I just his at something his attitude. I just when I mean, you got a lot to say when you get sent down, you have a lot to say that just really ticks me off. Right, and I feel bad for Frazier because he he doesn't he just never gets the opportunity. To play full time, and this was his opportunity with Hicks hurt and Judge hurt. He was the starting right fielder this year, and then the pandemic hit. It's like nothing is nothing is gonna. Ha- um, Clint Frazier. Everything is gonna get in the way of him playing on the Yankees full time. It's so sad. Well, I, I agree with you, and he has the right to be. You know, hey, but just again, there's still no right to to talk, go out against a team that that's still no right. Okay. Um, I want to get into some expectations. So, where is Andahar playing in this outfield? Is, uh, to me, Andahar's riding the bench. There's just no spot for him. He is riding the bench. I have him on the bench. Yeah, he has to be on the bench. But it's good to have this luxury, because we talked about it with Urshela, but if you wanted to, if Urshela has a hot bat, you could take him out for maybe Gardner. If Stanton, I mean, I'm not saying you're going to bench Stanton, but if Stanton has a has a has a rough stretch, put Andahar in for a game or two and let Stanton clear his head. So you know it's good to have these backup plans on the bench. Hey, let me tell you something. This is the one good problem for baseball teams: too much talent and limited spots. Yeah, yeah. That's the if you if you ever want to have a problem as a manager, 
It's just the problem that you want to have. Right, and it brings up the question: you know, At what point do do you just get rid of these guys? At what point do you trade them away? And well, I and I sat to thinking, it's not good. I want to have these guys on my team. Well, let's be fair here. If you want to trade somebody, that's not happening this season with everything going on. Yeah, it's obviously, be one of the dullest trade deadlines ever in history. I agree. Yeah, I can um, see any prospects going back and forth with any teams. No, nah. so I think if you're going to see any movement from the Yankees, it's going to be in the winter. Okay. So then, my other question for both for both of us is: When is Frazier and Talkman gonna play? Because you think we don't, we both agree Frazier's not making the roster, and then Talkman so, no. is just gonna be the 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 fourth outfielder. A fourth Talkman's a fourth outfielder. Frazier is not; he's not playing for the season. Yeah, I think Frazier goes down with you. I agree with you there. So Talkman's the fourth outfielder for me again because he plays all three positions. He's a lefty, and he's better defensively than Frazier. And then you say because of the attitude. And then, out of the two of them, who deserves more playing time? To me, it's Talkman. Between Frazier and Talkman? Yeah. Yeah, Talkman. And, and it's pretty much because of all the reasons we said. Sorry, I had pre-written uh, down questions. And then, um, last one, how long is Gardner in left field for? At what point, he's you know, he's an Asian veteran, although he had the best season of his career last year. Is Gardner on a short leash in left field? Me? No. He's a veteran. He'll pick it up. And then again, you have these backup options with Andahar and, Frey and, and Talkman in case of anything. But um, it's yeah, way, for me, Gardner's my left fielder. It depends on his uh, performance. It does. No, I'm not. He's not on a short leash for me. And Gardner is one of the very few Yankees left on the team that knows how to win a championship. He was there when he won it. Yep. He's a leader. CC's gone now. He's the, he's the leader of the club. He's the veteran leader of the club. He knows. Now, looking at this roster, there aren't a lot of guys here that you can bench. I think Gardner's one of them, and the the guys you can't bench, Judge, San, uh, Sanchez, and Torres. I think those are your no, three no, untouchables. Now, to be clear, we don't mean bench like they have to play every single game. We want to give them a one game. Right. Long. No, I'm saying you're not going to put them down for two weeks and let someone else try and fight oh, for no, their no, job. No, no, no. I just wanted to make that clear. To right. You mean that they're forced to play every game? That's... No, no, they're not playing every game. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, if, if Aaron Judge struggles, he's not sitting at the bench, and Mike Talkman is not going to fight for his job against Aaron Judge. That's the, what I'm the, saying. The other one, the other one, untouchables I would put on there would be Lemayhu and Stan. Lemayhu, right? Forgot about Lemayhu. Stan for me, you know what? Stan's always going to play. But um, I'm not. I'm not gonna say he's on a short leash. But I'm okay with him sitting down maybe four days just to clear his head, because you know he hasn't really done well with the pressure of winning the championship. So if he needs a couple days to clear his head, you know I'm all for that. Maybe, but I think Lemay was definitely an untouchable. Right. Okay. Anything else you want to add on the Yankees uh, outfield? No. All right. Let's go into some um some bets. Me and Trevor came up with. So number one, Trevor, over under Yankee over under thirty seven and a half. Which one are you taking? I'm gonna take. Ooh, wow! I mean, <laughs> we, I didn't. I didn't prep you for this. I, I'm gonna go over, but it's very, very, very close. Like 38, 39. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna go like 38 and, and 39. Now, I, I have a good article here, trying to find it. Um, it gives you the 60 game stats and the, um. Would it equal to 162. So, okay. for example, if the Yankees had 37 wins, right? Yeah. That would equal to 100 wins in a full game season. Okay. If if they have 39, it's 105. So basically, 100 37 wins is basically 100. 
So, if, if you, so also one game is equal to five games in a regular season. It's ba- all yeah, basically. if you have thirty, if you have thirty wins, that's eighty games. Thirty-one is eighty-five. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. You know what, Trevor? I'm taking the under here. I think thirty-seven is my number. So what does thirty-seven equate to? Is that is that ninety-five or a hundred? Uh, if you're on thirty-seven wins. Yeah. That's a hundred. Yeah, you know, I'll take that. I'll do. Th- I'm gonna take 37 on the dot, so that's an under for me. Yeah, so you basically write out 100, and then 35 is 95. So. Okay. Um, num- uh, I have I have one, and then if you, I don't know if you, do you have any for me or for both of us? I I do have one for. All both right, go of ahead. Us. You go. Go ahead. You go. I do have one for both, of us. and this is gonna be a uh, this is gonna be an interesting one. Okay, the first. Yankee player to hit a home run this year. First Yankee player. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give you the odds. Okay. Now I'm just gonna give you the top five, but you can pick any player. Okay. Judge and Stanton are three to one. Torres is five to one. Lemayhew and Sanchez the eight to one. Everybody's ten to one or higher. So you can pick any. You don't have to pick the one I mentioned. You can pick anybody that you want. No, I was gonna say Lemayhew because he's a leadoff hitter, and it would be surreal. I, mean, I should say surreal, but it'd be awesome to see Lemayhew. On the first pitch of the season, or this the first at bat of the season, go yard, and the, I don't know. It kind of feels like it's in it's in the it's in the works. Who would you pick? I'm gonna go with Torres. Torres, what's his odds? Eight to one. He's five to one. And Lemayhew's eight to one. Uh, Lemayhew and Sanchez are eight to one. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll go Lemayhew. You go Torres. I got one more for you. Garrett Cole, one hundred plus strikeouts. Garrett Cole, one hundred plus strikeouts. You know, let me give you this. It's minus one twenty one. Yes. Yeah. So I'm just taking a look. So the sixty game equivalent. If you have one hundred eleven and sixty games, that's three hundred. If you're just, I'm basing it off. Of that. Right. He had a hundred and twenty four. I'm trying to think. Maybe. I have it. I have it over here. Let me see. Hold on. Uh, Garrett Cole, hundred twenty six last year for Garrett Cole. So what? What's one hundred and twenty? What's what's three hundred twenty six? Uh, that's a, that's a, I just ha- it only has three hundred, so I'm assuming anything over 111 strikeouts. All right, yeah. So you got to get so Garrett Cole 100 strikeouts. I'm saying yes. I'm saying yes too. All right. Uh, you got anything else? I don't think I have anything else. Um, no, if you don't, it's, you don't think it's fine. But um, but yeah, yeah, I'm good. That's that's the Yankee uh, season preview. We talked about pretty much every player <laughs> on the team. I mean, this, I mean, let's go do one more thing. Matt Blake's a new pitching coach, and Larry Rothschild's out. You know, Rothschild going to San Diego. I wouldn't say he was. I wouldn't say he was awful, but you know, he wasn't. He wasn't anything special either. You know, it's, t- it's time for change. You know, what I've seen, it, it looks so far good. Yeah. But against very small sample size, inter squad games, two exhibition games, I, I, I can't, I can't make a judgment. So yeah, right. Fury's still out. So Yankees opening up uh, this Thursday, the twenty third, in Washington. Um, and that's the Yankee season preview. Mets season preview coming tomorrow, and then the MLB predictions the day after that on Wednesday. I'm Joe Morales. You can get me on Twitter at Joe Morales underscore. Uh, my co-host, Trevor Markowski. This has been the MDM Podcast.